Many people believe that one of the most valuable objects in the world is in the National Museum of Natural History here in DC, the famous Hope Diamond. It is the largest blue diamond in the world. It's originally from India. It was cut in the 17th century. For a time belonged to King Louis XIV of France, and it passed from hands till now is in the museum. They estimate that the current value of this diamond is of 250 million. But today we celebrate Corpus Christi. We believe that for almost 2,000 years, the Catholic Church has something much more valuable that not only of the Hope Diamond, but all the jewels together. That is the living presence of Jesus in the Eucharist. Today we celebrate that the creator of the universe for whom each and every diamond was made is alive and truly present, body and blood, soul and divinity in the Eucharist. For those of us who have been cradle Catholics, sometimes we run the risk of getting accustomed to, to such a gift. St. Francis of Assisi said, let humanity kneel in fear, let the whole universe tremble, and let heaven rejoice when Christ, the Son of the living God, is on the altar in the hands of the priest. How beautiful. Let humanity kneel, the whole universe tremble, heaven rejoice, when in a few minutes Jesus will come and use these hands of clay to make himself present. And even more, Francis of Assisi once said, O humble sublimity that the Lord of the universe, God and Son of God, so, should, should so humbly hide for our salvation it what seems to be only a small piece of bread. It's so beautiful, but so simple. And the humility of the Eucharist sometimes runs the risk of in some way not being discovered. So today is a day for all of us, also for me, to renew our faith, our wonder, but most of all, our love for the Eucharist. And from all the fascinating aspects that we could meditate in this mystery, as we mentioned last week, we have started a month where we want to ask the Word of God to illuminate our families or our households or that living situation wherever we are. So there's two aspects of the, of the Eucharist that can help us during this upcoming week. And these are two realities that cannot be separated, communion and sacrifice. First of all, the Eucharist reminds us that we were made for communion. Think about it in your own life. Your most profound joys and sufferings comes from relationships. And when we can have a deep communion with ours, with Jesus, we flourish. And our deepest sufferings do not come from material objects, but from people. We are made for communion. And although sin has separated from us and from, from Jesus and from others, he made a remarkable invention. Love is created, and Jesus thought a way that he would be present 
with us, that we may enter in communion wherever we are in the world. That's why another saint, Saint Maximilian Kolbe, once said, if angels could be jealous of men, they would be so for one reason, holy communion. Every time we come to holy communion, a miracle happens because it is the encounter between two distinct persons that are united miraculously themselves. Every time we come to communion, it's the union between the sick and the doctor of life, between the unclean and the fountain of mercy, between the blind and the radiance of eternal life, between the poor and the needy and the Lord of heaven and earth. Two distinct persons are united by a miracle of love. And that is why no other sacrament has such a healing power as the Eucharist. We need to admit that when we are wounded in our families, with our roommates, we hurt others. And that is why tonight should be a day of hope. Because in the Eucharist, although our love is finite, although our love is selfish, although our love is poor, we enter in contact with an infinite love, a love to the end. Imagine that our capacity to love is always in battery saver. But when we come to communion, we get connected to a massive hydroelectric dam. In the Eucharist, the infinite love of Jesus is present. And think very specifically, the love that Jesus displayed in his public life. When we come to the Eucharist, we enter in contact, we touch his love for the sinners. We enter in contact with his patience for Peter. We enter in contact with his mercy for Mary Magdalene. We enter in contact with his friendship with the Twelve. All the types of Jesus' love are present and contained and available for us in the Eucharist. All the love that we need in this life is waiting for us in Holy Communion. And the first Christians knew this, maybe more than we know this. There's an amazing story of the fourth century. In the year three or four, one of the Roman emperors, Diocletian, he started a cruel persecution for all the Christians. And he threatened all the Christians so that there were no masses, no Christian gatherings. Christians could not read the word of God. But once in present-day Tunisia, in a small town, Abitene, 49 Christians were taken by surprise on Sunday while they were celebrating the Eucharist at the house of one of the Christians. And of course, they were arrested. They were taken to Carthage. And there is an amazing record of a dialogue between the proconsul and one of the Catholics that was there. The proconsul asked this man, his name was Emeritus, why on earth you have disobeyed the emperor's severe order? And he replied an amazing thing, sine dominico non possumus. That is, we cannot live without Sunday. Without Sunday, without the Eucharist, we cannot live. It's so profound, this. 
he was not saying we are coming to Mars, we cannot exist, we cannot have biological life. Of course we have. But we cannot love as we are meant to live. We cannot have the love of Jesus in our life without the Eucharist. Without, he was saying, that weekly experience of the victory of the resurrection of Jesus, we cannot live an authentic life during the week. These men and women have had tasted the new life in Christ, what it means when the, Christ, the Son of God lives in you. And that is why they said, I prefer to die than to live without this type of life. They were willing to expose themselves because they knew they have tasted and see the beauty of this life, this life in abundance. That is why today Jesus in the gospel says, truly, truly, I say to you, Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. That life is with capital letters. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. He who eats me will live because of me, he says. If you receive me, you will have a new power in you, a new fountain of love, a subterranean source to love, to forgive, to have the interest that you need in your family with your roommates. So I invite you this week to imitate the presence of Jesus in the Eucharist. There's something really straightforward when we meditate on the Eucharist, that there cannot be communion without sacrifice. Jesus has become available for us, but we will hear in a few minutes that he will say, Take my body. This is my blood. Communion has a cost to pay, and that is sacrifice. And that is why if we want to enter in deeper communion this week with others, we need to be willing to pay small cost, but it's a sacrifice. And very specific, two sacrifices that we can connect from the Eucharist and can help us this week. The sacrifice of time and space. First of all, we need, if we want to enter in communion with others, to sacrifice some of our time. Jesus gave his life to be forever in the tabernacle. This is really amazing. The Son of God loves me and loves you so much that he gave all his life to be always available till the end of the ages. That is real love, what real love looks like, always being available. He's always in the tabernacle. And if you know a 24-7 oration chapel, give it a shot. You will see that always he's there. When we are unfaithful, he's faithful. Always really present. So if Jesus has decided to be with us till eternity, who are we not to spend some minutes, some extra minutes with those that live with us? I invite you this week to a humble resolution. Spend five extra more minutes in, with someone that, with whom you share life. Five more minutes in after dinner, five more minutes if you find each other at the kitchen. Invest time. We are so jealous of our time, but Jesus in the Eucharist is so generous with his time. And the second sacrifice is of space. Isn't it amazing that Jesus decided to stay not in a very private, but in a very simple and common substance as bread and wine. 
he didn't stay in the Hope Diamond. He stayed in a place where it's so accessible for every man and woman, bread and wine. And so in our houses, in our places, we can always also choose to be in our own room, in our private space, or be in common areas. I invite you in this week to make that sacrifice. We all love our private spaces, we love it. But it's so good if you want to enter in communion with us to be available. When we are in our own room, we are sending a message, don't bother. But when we go to a common area, you are sending a message, I'm available. So today, we'll have a time, a brief moment, a brief, some minutes to adore Jesus before the end of Mass, and we'll process a quick procession. But I invite you that as he passes close to you, that you may be touched by the love of Jesus. And I invite you even more to do a bold prayer. Lord Jesus, you have sacrificed to enter in communion with me. Allow me this week, in my own little way, to be able to say, this is my body, my blood that is given for others.